This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. My name is Nathan Sather. I get the privilege of being your host here this morning from the Fargo Studios. The sun is shining and we're in love with Jesus and life is very, very good. Uh, We've had a wonderful show. Uh, The previous segments have been absolutely phenomenal. I really do feel like the Lord prompted me with that financial one. Don't buy a new pickup truck, Nathan. Don't do it. Don't do it. So I'll listen. I'll hold off. My wife will be very happy when I come home and my head's hanging low. Uh, But my head won't hang low for long because I'm going to have a wonderful conversation here with Karen Gibis, who's going to talk to us about something that's near and dear to my heart. I am a new homeschooling parent. Uh, this We just finished our first year because of COVID, and we liked it so much. We're actually going to keep doing it. So, Karen, welcome uh, to Real Presence Live. Thank you. It's it's d- interesting being on this side of the interview seat, because normally I'm on the other side. Well, and I hope this is as good or, or close to it. I, I, I want you to feel very comfortable as a guest. Excellent. Well, I think I think it'll be fine. I've been listening to your show today, and you are right. What's amazing interviews today? Well, well, the enthusiasm and joy from Sam and uh, uh, Sister Josephine was top-notch. And I can't even imagine, I would be such a coward to do what um, Corey is doing with that book, uh, just being faithful and doing the next thing God asks you to do. That's scary, Karen. That's scary. I, I think that actually leads in just perfectly to homeschooling, doing <laughs> That's the next true. thing that God asks you to do. <laughs> That's kind of what you do when you homeschool. Yeah, and and most of our listeners are very familiar with us, but just give us a little short, you know, who are you and, and what got you to decide to start homeschooling and how long have you been doing it? All right. So my name obviously is Karen Gibis, and I was actually homeschooled when I was younger. So my parents pulled us out of public school when I was going into seventh grade. So I homeschooled through middle school and high school and about somewhere... About third grade, I decided I wanted 15 children. And, and that was, I don't know why, that was just an idea I had. I am the oldest of 14, and it had nothing, had nothing to do with the fact that my parents had a lot of children, because when I'm the oldest, there was not fifth, you know, 14 children when I was in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> so that did not inspire me at all. And I knew about mid-high school that I was going to homeschool my children. Well, just like everything, I had a husband. I I didn't really figure into that equation when I was deciding I was going to homeschool. And so it was an interesting adventure actually getting uh, all of us on the same page to homeschool. Um, We started homeschooling, I guess you could say started preschool homeschooling when my oldest was two and a half years old. And he wanted to learn. He wanted to do school. He wanted Saturday morning, 7 a.m., Mama, I want to do school. And it probably close to about that point, I kind of maybe started to regret my decision to homeschool. (laughs) (laughs) But but we managed to get through all that, and we learned together. You know, that first kid, you make all the mistakes on the first kid, and then the rest of them profit from the knowledge that you gain as you homeschool. And so he he had a lot of, hmm, a lot more classes than the other kids because the number one tip I have is 
just because it looks good in a book, just because it looks good on somebody else's blog, just because you think you can do it, feel free to just set it aside if it's not working. And that was the one, the hardest lesson that I had to learn because I, oh, this looks great. Oh, I want to try this. Oh, this is a great concept. And I wanted to kind of merge a couple of different learning styles and, and, and learning atmospheres and learning ideas together. And you have to let some stuff go when you do that. And as you gain more and more children, and I had horrible morning sickness, and so quite a few of my children's schooling years were spent on the bed with me as I was too sick to get out of bed. That also lowered my standards a little bit. <laughs> uh, but, so, but that is a really beautiful thing, right? That like, and I'm not a. I had my kids in school, in, in Catholic school. I've never sent my kids to public school. I got a public school education. Um, I'm thankful that my kids aren't going to necessarily get a public school education because of exactly the kinds of things that you've described there. Life happens, and it yep. allows us to spend more time with our own kids. Even in Catholic school, I think I was getting very frustrated with the lack of time that I got to spend with my own kids. I work a job uh, that sometimes has me work basically like three to midnight, I don't see my kids like at all. At all. Yeah. <laughs> and, at all. And, and, and just like, I don't want to go through my life not seeing my own kids. I, I love my kids. They're the best people on earth. <laughs> I know. Right. Well, and my thing was I have my children for 18 short years, yeah. very short years. And if I send them off to, and, and, and this is not me knocking people who send their kids off to daycare or send their kids to the public school or to a Catholic school because God, puts situations in your life and you just make the next best decision where God is putting you. But I knew that I would be so heartbroken if I sent my kids to daycare, if I sent my kids off to a school, because I wanted every moment, selfishly, I wanted every moment I possibly could with them. And that, that again, may be detrimental to my mental stability at times, but... We again, we learned so much homeschooling, and my my number one focus for homeschooling was I wanted to make sure that every every single atmospheric situation we had for schooling and all of that that we had um, a christ centered education with it that every every single subject brought our Catholic faith into it in some way or another and that they also got to build relationships with each other. Because one thing my parents always stressed is that, you know, you'll have friends as you go through life, but your children are, you know, your children need to know, you know, not only just your siblings, you know, like between us, but you need to know to teach your children that they are each other's best friends. They, you're stuck yeah. with family. Your other friends are going to move on, do other things, have life-changing situations that they're not going to be as close to you as you grow older. But your siblings always will, and that's something you need to teach to your children and not allow them to just not develop and foster those relationships as they grow, and that's what homeschooling has allowed us to do. Yeah, and I, I, I do think what you shared about you know siblings being the best friend is, I think it's John Paul II that said the best gift you can give to your child is another sibling or another, you know, um, yeah. friend or whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and I do think that's true. There's three brothers in my family, or I have two brothers, I should say. There's three sons in my family. The first two are three years apart, and then I'm 10 years later. 
And it is fun when we get together and talk about experiences because they have all the, hey, remember the time that I hit you over the head with the two by four? Remember the <laughs> right. time? Um, right. my, my, I, I'm dating myself a little bit, but my oldest brother had an evil Knievel bike. Oh, yeah. And, and he was riding as fast as he could and didn't see that there was a, a wire fence that my dad had just put across the road. And so it literally clotheslined him, right? They have all these stories. I don't have those kind of stories. You know, I'm kind of like the only child at the end, so to speak, uh, being 10 years away from my next closest brother. And I do think that's something I was not expecting to have in our homeschool experience was we're all together kind of doing these things, you know? Um, Someone's over here doing this. Someone's over here doing this. And one kid's struggling with their math. And so the other kid's like, oh, come on, that's easy. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And, and, and. You know, obviously mom and dad have to step in like, hey, we're not putting people down. But at the same time, it's a part of their experience of this school, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and of course, they'll make fun of them. But then five minutes later, you turn your back and they're help, they're, they've stopped their work. And now they're helping the, the younger child do their math or whatever the case may be. There's just a multitude of beautiful experiences. That's right. Exactly. And I think it's also a great opportunity for them to learn to get along with multiple age levels, multiple personalities. It's a life lesson from start to finish. It's a life lesson that you couldn't recreate if you tried. Like you would ruin it if you tried to create it because it's so natural. It's so almost, I would just have to say it's it's such a, a spirit moved experience that if you try to create it, and force it, it would it wouldn't be disastrous. Yeah, and and again, I, I personal opinion. People are free to disagree with me, but I've always thought education was kind of weird that we put everyone in the same room by their age level. Uh, even as a young kid, I remember being like a sixth or seventh grader, and being like, you know, for me, math was easy. I mean, I literally didn't have to work a lick, and I could get ninety eight, ninety seven percent. And I remember thinking, why am I in this math class? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, like I, I should be more challenged here, right? But then there were grades, or, or I shouldn't say grades, but subjects I wasn't as good in. I was right. never good at English. Oh, my goodness. I feel sorry for my <laughs> sophomore English teacher looking back in hindsight, right? Arguing yeah. about comma placement and you know, all these oh, other, other, all these other things. Uh, well, I just have to say, if you, you, what you should do then is actually teach that to your kids. Because if you teach it, you will learn it. I have learned so much. And this is probably going to be very, like, my mom is, if she's listening, she's going to laugh, laugh at me. Because it wasn't until I was teaching my oldest son how to read that I realized that the TH had two distinct sounds to it. <laughs> I did not realize that. I had not grasped the concept of voiced and unvoiced sounds at that point. It's like, how do I even know how to read? It's the things I've learned has been a blessing to me, too. Like yeah. the homeschooling aspects. But... I do have to say some excellent tips on how, because the age span of my children currently is, my oldest is 20, and then I have a set of twins who are seven, and there's eight of them in there in the middle of that, squished in that lovingly amazing group of kids. And it's kind of intense when you think about the fact I had preschoolers all the way up to high schoolers. And I had to try to come up with a way in which I could incorporate all of them together so that they had those life-building experiences together and not separated. We're not going to three different buildings. We're not going to you know, even three different locations in a town. We're in the same schoolroom at the same kitchen table, whatever the situation is. And so my number one suggestion for tips is to do something 
together once a day, whether that's scriptural, learning the scriptures, whether that's reading aloud together, something. One thing a day that brings all your kids into the same room for their one aspect of their schooling. Yeah, very good advice. Um, I, I will say, just as we lead into this break, just how absolutely fun and amazing uh, homeschool has been. But I am going to get on the other side of this break. I do want to ask you a little bit about how do you do that, right? Like, I'm sure someone's listening, like, I'd like to homeschool, but are you kidding me having kids? Do you realize what I'd have to go through? Eight different <laughs> right? grades? Like, there's no right? way that's possible. So we'll answer that million-dollar question on the other side of this break. You're listening to Real Presence Live. I remember when uh, they came around looking for donations at the churches when they were trying to get started. And it really hit me when, I don't even remember who it was, came around, but it was just like, I think that I need this. Because I wanted to be be fed. Uh, I wasn't taking time to read my Bible or any of that, but I just knew it was like, well, if I could listen to stuff on the radio like he talked about. And so it, it was everything that it said and more, you yeah. know, in all reality. So. It doesn't take a lot of effort. To turn it on. It does not take a lot of effort. You know, sometimes, really, it, I'm going to back up on that and say it, it, it almost does. Because if you want to be drawn in and contemplate what is all being said on the radio, there's a lot of stuff that gets kind of deep. It's like, well, it makes you contemplate. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, okay, am I, am I ready to, to take this food in and digest it and all that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the spiritual food. So, yeah, it's it's been, it's been really good for me from, from my faith walk. It, Are all sins forgivable, even suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus said that there's only one unforgivable sin, the sin against the Holy Spirit. Basically, that means dying without repenting. But how can someone who dies suddenly, such as by suicide, have a chance to repent of any sins? Jesus tells St. Faustina that he comes to the soul at death and gives them three opportunities to repent. Regarding suicide, Catechism 2283 says, By ways known to him alone, God offers them the opportunity for repentance. In essence, the only unforgivable sin is not accepting the mercy of God. So to learn how to help your loved ones do just that, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. I am your host, Nathan Sather, and we're joined in this hour by Karen Gibis, talking a little bit about homeschooling. And I kind of teased at the end of the last segment about uh, you've got all these kids here. You expect me to do that? You must be crazy. I would gladly put my kids uh, in a regular school environment. And how is it that you do accomplish that, Karen? Coffee. <laughs> I, I, honestly, you know, a lot of prayer, first of all. <laughs> a lot of discernment about what each of my children need. And then trying to combine as many subjects together as I possibly can to limit my... 
um, I guess, workload that I have to personally invest time in. Yeah, my high schoolers are usually pretty good about working on their own. There's a few things I've had to help them with consistently, like Latin. You know, because they take a Latin course, so I consistently have to help them with Latin. Now, when they got into logic, I was like, uh, no, I think maybe I will not help you with logic. <laughs> are you, is, is, <laughs> there's got to be a male-female logic joke in there somewhere, right? We'll, they, just, they, we'll just pretend I said it. We'll just pretend you said it. <laughs> Because And then the worst thing I ever did to myself was not take the logic course before my children did. Because they would use logic on me. And I would be like, I can't argue you. I don't, you know, mom, that's circular logic. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you know, so, so I try to combine subjects, especially like my high schoolers. If I have two high schoolers that are within two years of each other, I try to combine their electives together if they both want to take the same elective. Um, our history course... My kids all love history, and we use RC history, which I'm assuming stands for Roman Catholic history, but I could be wrong. I've always thought it did. But anyway, RC history, you study the same time period as a family, but it has different levels based on the ages and the grade level of the children. So at the end of the day, we can all discuss the same time period, but as children get older, they're studying a little bit harder level of that history. So we can still have group conversations, but the older ones, of course, can talk with a little bit more in-depth aspects than the younger ones, and the younger ones are learning from the older ones, and it's setting them up for when they repeat that as they get older. They'll repeat that time period. The other thing that I tend to do is combine my children's religion enrichment courses together. So if there's something I want to study uh, that maybe is, we're studying art, through the centuries, a religious art through the centuries, we'll all come together for that. If I want to study Shakespeare, we'll all come together for that. But there's, again, like I said at the beginning, sometimes I just let things go. If I feel like my high schoolers can do that by themselves, and I just don't have time for my elementary school kids, I'll let the high schoolers do it by themselves. Another thing that I think is important to realize is that if the mom is stressed, the kids are going to be stressed. So if you're feeling overwhelmed as a parent homeschooling, you need to change something. You need to change something for you. For you. You are, in my case, I had all eight kids in school at one point. I had to change a few things, even from what I had planned, from that the previous kids when they're in that grade, I had to cut back a little bit because I needed to take care of me. And when you're in charge of that many, it's like... It's like being out on the prairie in a one-room schoolhouse, only we're doing logic and you know, things that are, they never would have done out on a one, in a one-room schoolhouse to the level that we're doing it. You know, but I think it's important to realize that if you're, not, if you're not remaining calm, if you're not at peace, you need to change something in your homeschool because your kids pick up on that and the days are not filled with calm, peaceful learning. <laughs> it's filled with yelling and screaming and tears. And that's just me. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I think it's important that the moms, the number one person you worry about is yourself or the dad, if you're the main educator, worry about what it is that you can handle and build around that. Because the, what you're trying to accomplish isn't feeding your kids full of information. It's teaching them how to learn, teaching them where to find the information, 
what are proper resources. Like, we're not going to go to Wikipedia for our report. Oh, come on. <laughs> we're not doing I'm sorry. We're not doing that, you know? So that's what I want to ingrain in my children is a love of learning. And I want to ingrain on them how to learn and where to find the right information, not just any information. Hmm. Now, I think in, in our family, we're, we're one year, you know, we're starting year two. And so homeschool looks a, a lot different in our house. Um, the um, EWTN program, How the Catholic Church Built Western Civilization, yeah. was done by a man named Tom Woods. Mm-hmm. And I listen to Tom Woods' podcast. He does really great work. Well, he did... Uh, Western Civilization 1 and 2 for the Ron Paul homeschool yep. curriculum. Right, yep. And so that's what got me kind of thinking about this. And we weren't planning to do this. This was a COVID deal, basically. And so, like, first year, like, we are doing this as simple as possible. Um, so my kids do have devices, and I only allow them to use websites that I approve of. So the whole thing's blacked out except for the websites that I allow. If they want more than that, they have to request permission, and that comes directly to my phone. I can mm-hmm. be at work. I can be grocery shopping. My mom or my wife can be wherever she's at, and she can approve it right on our phone or disapprove it uh, right then and there. And they have about a half an hour video. That's their lecture, like their class time. And then there's about a half an hour assignment. Uh, it's a little different for the kids that are third or fourth grade and younger, but once you get to that fourth or fifth grade, it's self-directed. It's self-paced. Yep. When they have a question, they come to me. I first thing I say is, "Where was that in your lecture?" Duh. Right. I'm like, yeah. But the look cool, it up. <laughs> but, but 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 here's where life gets easier with homeschool because before I have no idea what the teachers said in the classroom. Right now, yeah. the kid brings me their device. I and say, "Where see. was that in the lecture?" And, you know, kids interpret things how they want to, right? Adults do too. (laughs) Yeah. So I can say, well, your teacher said X, Y, Z. Why are are you asking these questions? That's that's how you need to do it. And especially on the math. Yeah. You know, kids have a hard time sometimes visualizing this when they're not able to to do it themselves. Um, But it's it's honestly a lot easier than I thought it would be. And the, the, the Tom Woods portion, he's teaching you history at the same time that the literature class is teaching, teaching you literature you. from mm-hmm. that same time period. And that's how I do all of mine. Everything yeah. lines up by time period. And so they're, they're living in the time period from start to finish. And I, I remember thinking to myself, that's genius. If you're, if you're learning about Roman history, why aren't you reading Roman literature oh. at the same time? Yeah. I mean, it, exactly. it's, it, 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 the ability to do this is absolutely, I don't want to say it, easy, but it's so much easier than... than people make it out to be and like your yeah. family looks different than my family we're doing oh, yeah. it, what works for us and our kids are benefiting because they get to spend time with the people who love them most and made them i mean how is that not awesome i know and the, i mean the last thing i'd just like to say is your homeschooling experience needs to look like what god wants it to look like it can't be what your sister says it can't be what your mother-in-law your own mother whatever your experiences of people around you who think they know what they're talking about it has to be even the experts don't know what's right for your family yeah well we all have different situations my yep. work schedule is different than your family's and yep. whatnot we're all going to make that work it's it's it really is a blessing and it is i think one of the best blessings from COVID. i think a lot more people are homeschooling i heard one stat that the the rate of homeschoolers went up from three percent to eleven percent uh tom woods just put that out in one of his newsletters so i'm curious to find out how many of those stick around 
Well, we were homeschooling before it was cool. Back well, yeah, when yeah, so I yeah. was in the, in the 90s. I'm not you know? a trendsetter. I'm, I'm a trend follower. So thank you for setting the trend, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Eli, what's happening here on this wonderful show tomorrow? Hey, thanks, Nathan. Great show today. Got another good one coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Dr. Chris Bergwald and Heather Carroll coming to you from the Pastoral Center in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. They'll talk with Brian Gibson. There's a new mobile health clinic, and it sounds good, but is it really? He'll tell us more. Plus, Jan Federal, Jan Federal will tell us how the competition is getting heated for the Bishop's Fishing Tournament and ask if you've joined in. Plus, Father Joe Forsell of the Diocese of Sioux Falls will tell you why you might want to take a summer pilgrimage to venerate some relics. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Well done, brother. Hey, I got to tell you, Karen, I don't know how many kids get to take their high school history classes from someone who's got 20-some years of education and decades of experience actually doing it. That's pretty pretty spot on. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? <laughs> just just for, when you think it couldn't get any better, right? For $50 a year. That's that's what we, that we pay. That's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Well, because it's, to, to him, it's already been recorded. It's already done, yeah. right? Yeah. So he, he, he obviously worked his tail off for two years, and now he generates income from what's happening. So, uh, yeah, if, if you're on the fence about it, I would encourage you. I don't know if this is a lot or not, but... If you call the radio station and say you're considering homeschooling, uh, I'll have someone give you uh, my phone number uh, over the phone if you want to further talk about it. Because I, I do think it's a huge blessing, and I do think your children most especially would benefit from doing it. So any last-minute thoughts before we uh, close out for the day, Karen? I just think if you're on the fence about homeschooling, remember that God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the you know the call so you can do this you can do this you can homeschool you love your children and they love you in return even though it's going to be some hard days god will give you more than enough grace to figure it out amen amen that was beautiful karen thank you for joining us today it's always our our real presence radio family always loves hearing you so thank you so much for joining us well thanks for that and and what a great show i can't wait to hear your your show next time especially if you have sam on again yeah (laughs) she was great we'll see what you're not buying next time nathan Oh, that's that's low. That's that that hurt. That hurt. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to us today. We ask you to enjoy the life that God's given you and do something today to bring the light of Jesus to somebody else. Amen. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.